Hey, what's up, guys? This is Finn. And this is Adler. And welcome back to a brand new episode of The Best You Nation. Where we're here focused on managing your drive so that way you can optimize the 24 hours that you have in a day and live elevated. Make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast on all of your favorite platforms. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of The Best You Nation. We got your boy Finn. We got your boy Adler. Yo, yo, yo. And we got a special guest. Special guest. Special guest. Special guest, <laughs> Jeremiah Williams. Yo, What's going yo. on? What's up, y'all? How y'all doing, man? AKA Myers, AKA was recently on American Idol, AKA Firefighter, AKA, um, did I miss anything else? Uh, AKA, he is a featured guest on our show today. Yes, this is, and this is not his first time either. This is his no, second, not, right. his second appearance. Thanks for having me back, guys. We are freaking excited, man. We are thrilled to be here. We're going to be taking things to the next level, as that is kind of what we've been talking about this season, taking things to another level. Why are we taking things to another level, my friend? <laughs> I couldn't say, friend. <laughs> well, let's, let's do a little replay on that. So, why are we taking it to the next level, my friend? Okay, the reason why we're taking it to the next level is that's at the end of the day, this is human nature. We strive to reach goals, <clears throat> destinations, areas, and then once we reach them, we want to exceed and you know move past and grow and build and um, just become you know better. So uh, that being said, the question after every time you reach a goal is what's next. Absolutely. And before we even get into that though, I want to I want to highlight we have Jeremiah's here. Oh yeah, yes. Obviously. We want to we want to we just want to shout him out real quick. Like we just want to take a minute or so talk about Jeremiah's. Who is Jeremiah's? Why are we why are we sitting here right now <laughs> with one of the most amazing individuals? Now, he's a fireman here locally in Apopka, which, you know, by the way, is is one of the most amazing fire departments that I have uh, encountered with the guys and the ladies that I've seen that have come through. Amazing. Jeremiah, tell us a little about you, and then we're going to hop on and kind of elaborate whatever you don't cover, but we want to start off with you and talk a little about yourself. Um, well, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me here. Once again, I'm, I'm very honored to be here. You guys have been doing big things too, man, season seven. Um, congrats to you guys, um, and uh, I can't wait to see uh, what, uh, what else things you guys have in the future. Um, a little bit about myself. Um, uh, the youngest of nine, I uh, have five brothers and three sisters, um, really, really big family. Um, not that many uh, bathroom privileges growing up, fought, <laughs> fought a little bit over that. Um, first to graduate high school in my family as well. Um, other, and, and, I mean, to push it even further, uh, first college graduate as well in my family. So a lot of firsts in my family here. Um, <clears throat> I have a twin brother too who also has almost the exact same name as me. Oh, yes. I'm Jeremiah, and he's Jeremiah. <laughs> so my, par my parents were very divergent in naming their kids. So they're very, very, very well-rounded in, in, uh, in naming their two twin boys. So um, other than that, I'm, I'm a regular guy, man. I'm a firefighter. Um, I, I serve the community I grew up in, um, which, uh, which is a pleasure and an honor. Um, I, I love to sing. And uh, that's pretty much, that pretty much sums up who I am. I got to do some uh, pretty extraordinary things um, in my life. Can you um, talk about those? And I'm very, uh, very blessed about that. Um, uh, I, I got to audition for uh, this past season, American Idol. Woo! And uh, that was a, uh, 
I can't even explain the uh, experience. Um, <clears throat> I didn't get a golden ticket, but I honestly think I had the golden ticket before even auditioning. And that was the opportunity, and that was the chance um, to, uh, to inspire people, millions of people um, across the world. Um, I grew up really, 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 uh, really poor. Um, we grew up very, very um, impoverished. And uh, so, you know, I, I think I can uh, speak for, you know, many people who grew up in the same situation that I have that it's hard to mentally think, not only it's, if it, not only it's a physical barrier, but, but I think it's a mental barrier. And I think mental barriers are just as strong as physical barriers because if you don't think you can do something, then you won't take the action to do it. Mm. Um, so, you know, I come from humble beginnings and, uh, you know, I, I hope that my story and that uh, me taking that chance and taking that, uh, that dream of mine and actually putting it into effect, I hope it inspired, um, hope it inspired a lot of people. And well, I think I did just that. I think that's, like, that's dope. That in itself is because you're saying that not only are you the first to graduate high school, not only are you the first, you know, college graduate, you're 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 breaking generational barriers. You know, you're you're there's a line in which you know, unfortunately, like something like most of your family and everything have they they've been kind of restrained to, and you've exceeded exceeded all those boundaries, and you keep pushing and you keep growing and you keep fighting. <coughs> And I think that's that's essential. Uh, uh, just human nature is like that that will and that desire to just keep pushing. And you, you also sure. demonstrated that it's not about where you come from, hmm. but it's uh, like it's like the nature versus nurture. It's not about where you come from. It's about knowing that you have that mindset, knowing that you're willing to, you know, push back, push past whatever barriers that were, you know, put in front of you, and you're able to, you know, be like. Take advantage of all the opportunities you've been blessed with, and not only take advantage, but be successful each step of the way. A hundred percent, man. And I think I think a big I think a big thing for me was, you know, I am the last born of nine kids, and I think a big thing that helped me was also observing. I observed and I saw what everybody did wrong, and I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna make those mistakes. Yeah. Um, so on top of you know just you know on top of wanting to do better and wanting more. And having you know that dream and that ambition to do better, on top of that, I, I honestly I was just observant and situationally aware of what was going on, and made a conscious decision that I won't be doing the same thing. And I, I think that's that's important. I feel like you know a lot of times um, people always say, "Well, I can't help it. You know, this happened in my family. And this it is what it is." Or I can't help it because you know. We, for generations we've we've suffered um having you know x y and z mm -hmm. and it takes a special type of individual to have enough fortitude and enough um just mindset just to be like you know what hey this may have worked for you but that's exactly what i don't want in my life and i i think that's that's something that like you know, we, we downplay the human mind. The human mind is a lot more powerful than we give credit. And we just automatically discount it when we start saying that, hey, you're, you're, unable, to, uh, you're not unable to accomplish things just because, oh, you've never done it before. If, if anything, it's the, that's one of those things where it's like, all right, hey, I've never done it before. And this is all the more reason why should I should it. attempt and try to do this. For sure.
Well, and that's kind of like where we're at now with this question that you asked earlier. You know, Jeremiah, so you, you took a step to get this golden ticket. That was something that I, we talked about a little bit before we started earlier. And, you know, one of the things that you and I have talked about in between calls when you've come through the hospital and, you know, working in the ED um, is that there's a level of, like, respect for being able to take on something. Like, I know me, it would have... It would have shook me knowing that I went into, you know, to do something this grand and then not to be able to not not necessarily like to get the golden ticket. And I love that you change your approach. It's not even that you change it, though. It's more so you already had a mindset. <clears throat> I did. And I think that when we look at our life and you look at the opportunities that we've had, you know, we, there's a question that you were asking a little bit ago, Adler, before we started really rolling into this episode could you resurface that so we can kind of no, jump well, on that? It's, it's, you know, it's human nature. Once you get um, to one level, you automatically start thinking about getting to next level or to next level. And so, you know, obviously after going to American Idol and having national exposure, mm -hmm. the question is what's next? And not just what's next, but what do you want next? And how do you plan on like I guess you know making these things come into fruition uh, well I like to so can I be honest yes yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll put you honest. on blast I'll put you on blast my fault man. no you're not, you're not putting me on blast it's just a, it's a question I'll be honest there's so many things that I want to do in life um, American Idol was one of them I literally remember as a kid having my hairbrush with wave grease on it singing in the mirror, you know, pretending that I was on a show and pretending that I was performing, you know, in front of people. And so American Idol was one of those things that I that I wanted to accomplish, one of those things that I didn't think I could accomplish. So actually accomplishing it and, and going after that dream, it kind of, it kind of, you know, it, it put more fuel in my tank to keep going and to keep pushing forward and to keep, you know, going after that next thing. So there's so many things that I want to do. I mean, I mean, one of them is, is, um, I really, really, really love, I really, really, really love inspiring people. Mm -hmm. um, I think that we are given stories not to keep the book closed, but to open it up and, and read it to people, you know, to tell people your stories, to tell people the things that you've been through, to tell people your hardships, to tell people your ups and tell people your downs so that you can help them through their peaks and valleys as well. <laughs> and, so, and so I think that a big thing that I want to do, and I've actually had a couple opportunities in doing so, um, is is motivational speaking. I really want to share my story. I remember I remember I used to be embarrassed about where I came from, about um, about who my family was. I would lie to people in school. I would tell people, "Yeah, I live in Rock Springs Ridge. You know, I, you know, I live in this neighborhood. I don't live on that side of the tracks. You know, you know come on, I don't live over there." Yeah. Um, I would lie to people and tell people that I, I was somebody I wasn't because I was ashamed and embarrassed about where I was from and, and who I was and who my family was. But as time progressed and as I matured and as I, uh, you know, you know, uh, got a little bit of wisdom, um, that's what that's what made me who I was and that's what made me strong and that's what made me who I am today. So I think that the hardships and the, the all the things that you go through. Um, and your story isn't just your story. It's everybody's story. You should share it with somebody because you never know who you're going to inspire. I was going to say, I, I, can, I can relate to you. Uh, one of the things that, you know, I think 
it's not just a core value here, but I think core, a core value, well, core value for the podcast here at the Best You Nation. It's a core value for, for myself, and I'll speak for myself. I, I mean, I just wrote this book, and this is kind of relates to you have a massive opportunity to do something, you go for it. We talked about this 100%. last year. I think, Adler, you had said it on the show, and we didn't really know that you were going to the, to the idol. Yeah. We did not know that this is where you were going. <laughs> so, yeah, I just want to get, like, if you can go back to, um, what's, I think it's it called Roundtable Talks number yeah. two or something we're like that. We were in season three. If, Season three, it was the, re- the second round table. Second round table. If you guys get a chance to go back and listen to that, um, he was referring to you know getting on American Idol, and I, I, again, like it's just more like yo, when did you, <laughs> when did you submit <laughs> the application? And I know that you had this vow of silence that you weren't allowed to yes discuss or I disclose anything. I couldn't say anything. Dude, so I mean, it's they a had challenge. So you know, <laughs> I, know I was uh, I was under a contract. <laughs> You know, once you once you submitted everything, once I found out that I was actually going to be on the show and everything, um, I couldn't just tell people, you know, because um, that would ruin the surprise and that would ruin, you know, um, the actual individuals who, who would be on the show, possibly. And so I had to keep it a secret. I only told a couple of people, um, I, and, and that was because one of the people that I told, they were actually coming with me to be my guest. He's a lieutenant at, the, uh, at my fire department. His name's uh, Jerry Maynard. So he was actually my guest with me um, going to American Idol, to California. But uh, it, it, was a, uh, it was a very, very, very fun um, experience for me. I, I, went in, I went into American Idol with a golden ticket mindset, I think. Yeah. Not, 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 and not in the sense of, you know, that, that you may think, uh, the tangible golden ticket. But I think that I had my golden ticket before even going. Um, my golden ticket was the opportunity. My golden ticket was, um, you know, just the, 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 sheer, uh, the sheer will of overcoming all of these obstacles and even making it there. That was my golden ticket. And I didn't leave American Idol with a golden ticket, but I did leave American Idol with one thing, and that was, um, I was I was content. I was so content because, yeah. because it, it, was, it, it, it seemed like a far-fetched dream or an ideal that, you know, Small town Jeremiah's from Apopka, Florida, couldn't do, but here we are. You know, here we are today. You did it. You so, know? and that's I, I think that you know when we just when we describe like the peaks, valleys, and um, you know getting to the mountain type, uh, mountain top. You know that is I'm I'm sure there's going to be many mountain top feelings for you, but I I I would believe from the outside looking in that that was like a mountain top moment. It's like yo, we made it. I made I I made I did this like to actually look back on the path it took to get to just even there. It was a, it was a it was a I don't think people you know know the process in getting on television. It wasn't like easy like it what like it's it's not just you know I audition and then here I am on television. No like it, it was a very very long process. Um, I sent in a uh, I sent in a uh, video of me singing. It was different and everything because of COVID. I sent in a video of me singing, but I also did a live voice chat as well. And we were, we were auditioning to the producers and stuff like that. And you basically had like steps in order to get to the final producer. Um, and uh, you know, you, you, you talk to them and they interview you, you tell them who you are, you sing and stuff like that, and then you progress. <clears throat> well, it was a very, 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 very hard process because I believe maybe 150 plus thousand people did the same thing. Mm. 
did the same thing, mm-hmm. and only, mm-hmm. I believe, 100 people made it to the portion that I made it to. So it was like the top something percentile of the world to get televised. I didn't get a golden ticket, but there were people who auditioned, and there were people who were amazing singers and amazing people who didn't get televised. There were people who got golden tickets who did not get televised. So getting televised and being on TV was such a big deal. The fact that I didn't get a ticket and still got televised was, I mean, it was it was amazing. No, and, and when you actually look at it, man, like, it's, it's like kind of like a race, right? You just beat out over 130,000 people, 150,000 people just like... Oh, to, yeah, 149,000. Maybe even more than that. Yes. Maybe even so, more than that. And, that. and that's of the people that they actually took the videotapes and actually decided to listen to. Like, I can't even imagine the people that send in, like, videos but never got a response. Oh, that would be know? me. They'd like say, I'd send mine and be like, hey, I got my new <laughs> song out, and it's going to be called This Is Me. Who knows? And Luke Bryan, I don't know if I feel too good about this one. <laughs> Katie, what do you think? Nah. I like it. The judges, the judges were... The judges were amazing. Nah, of course. They're... The judges were amazing, man. My they... favorite judge was probably Lionel Richie because after my audition... Uh, not too many people know this, but after my audition, um, I was the last audition of the day. And so after leaving out of the audition room, I did an exit interview type thing. Um, and uh, the, the, all the judges walked out right after me. And so I got to talk to Lionel Richie, Luke Bryan, K. Perry for about 10, 15 minutes. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Cool. And that's I, awesome. And so after Lionel, not Lionel, after Luke and Katie left, Lionel st- stuck with me. Wow. And me and him were talking and he was you know, giving me words of encouragement. Um, and, and just telling me, you know, he's like, I, f- I forgot what he said verbatim, but to sum it up, um, he said, I was told no in this industry so many times. He's like, I got so many no's in this industry. He said, don't take this as, as a, uh, as, as you're not going to do it. Take this as, um, as basically a, a learning experience and a learning opportunity and take it as that thorn in your side that's going to keep pushing you towards that goal. Whatever that goal may be, whether it's music or whether it's, you know, what's next, you know, what's next. Right. So, <clears throat> so, uh, you know, just talking to him and, and, and talking to the judges and, you know, they were very encouraging and very, very, um, very, very pure. You know, what you saw on TV is, is what they actually were off camera. So they were amazing. And uh, I have a crazy yeah. suggestion. This is crazy. It's just a little bit, you know, different. All right. You need to go back. American <laughs> now, right. But this time, you see Lionel be like, all night long, all night. <laughs> just, and just sing his song to him mm. and be like, is it a yes now, maybe? You remember that thorn? Because <laughs> everyone you meet. <laughs> so, so, you know, when, when, when I did audition, um, you know, it, it wasn't necess- the judges said it wasn't necessarily a no, it was, an, it was a not now. Um, I do remember that. Um, Lionel does want me to come back. He did tell me to come back. That's all we need. Um, whether it's next season or the season after that or the season after that or the season after that. Um, he wants me to come back. Um, I, I'm not sure what's next from here as far as American Idol goes, but uh, I, I won't take that off of the table. No, no, um, you don't want to give up that opportunity. Um, maybe I will go back, maybe I won't, but uh, you should take the your, time will tell. Take your talents to the voice and just be like, hey, what's up, guys? Adam? Adam? Hmm? Hey, or maybe, uh, what's his name? Uh, Blake? Blake, Blake Shelton? Shelton? Hey. Blake Shelton. 
music. I'm just saying, you know, hey, just uh, just continue on that that pipeline, and you know, who knows? Even like, do you like, do you have any plans of like coming out with an EP or anything like that? Like anytime soon? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I've been working a little bit on music. Um, like, do do you write? Like, I, I guess I should. I just I just I just started back writing. Um, a couple of months ago. Okay. Um, I I used to write a long time ago. I mean, I was like in in middle school, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I just started back writing a little bit. Um, I kind of put music and stuff on pause, um, and, and writing and all this other stuff on pause because of um, my family's house burned down uh, yeah, a few months yes. back. I remember seeing. And that, so yeah. a lot of my energy and a lot of my uh, my time, and and you know and just everything has been put into. Um, and helping them and uh, helping them, uh, you know, find some type of uh, rehabilitation from this. So trying to find them, um, you know, um, a mobile home or something uh, to move into or to put back on the property. Um, we started a GoFundMe and everything. And I was going to ask you, where can our listeners, you know, if they want to support you and support your cause, you know, you have, you have a mantra that you've been putting a lot on Instagram and it's, if you want to share that with us, but also share with us where can our listeners across the world mm -hmm. go to to support your the cause the to help fund you know getting this this house this property for your parents. Well, we started a GoFundMe. Um, actually, a, a family friend of mine. I've known him since I was a kid. Okay. Um, uh, he started a GoFundMe on behalf of my family, um, and he's also um, I'm an attorney as well, so he's been helping us throughout this entire process and just blessing. making it a little easier on on myself, because um, it, it would have it would have been me, you know, you know, trying to do all this um, on your own. On your own. And uh, so he started to GoFundMe. If you if you go on GoFundMe and type in my name, Jeremiah Swift, afterwards you'll see the GoFundMe. But um, <clears throat> he started to GoFundMe on behalf of my family and has been a big help um, to us. Um, so that's how you go. To, that's how you get to the GoFundMe, um, but that, that's what my energy has been been towards is, is helping my family out and trying to help them find some type of uh, um, um, rehabilitation as far as to replace the home or find something new for them. Absolutely. Um, when everything's said and done, I, I do want to you know try to focus on on, on music um, in some way, shape, or form. I did have a couple opportunities when I came back to Orlando from California. Um, I got to be in an opera. I got to be in Carmen. Yeah, I was actually going to say, that. I saw yeah. that you, you had been like, not, I, I would call it almost touring. Mm -hmm. like you just kind of like I've been doing, around the local. I was doing a lot. Of, I was doing a few things around, around Orlando. I did an opera. I did Carmen uh, with Opera Orlando. You had an opportunity uh, here locally, in a, even Apopka, you had something. Yeah, I did, did. A, uh, I did a showcase at the Apopka Amphitheater, yep. um, which was really, really fun. Um, and I've been singing like the national anthem for uh, for other events and and stuff like that. So I've been doing a couple of things and it's been fun and um, we're gonna see what the future holds when I keep uh, keep at it and pursuing it, so. Jeremiah, so you're a very inspiring individual, man. You know, like we, like I said, you know, we all, we all share. Hey man, <laughs> we do this podcast, not just because we take a day of the week. I mean, this is included, but we have a bigger picture in mind and that's the question we have for our own individual selves which is why we wanted to know what's next for you you had the opportunity to be on American Idol we had no idea when you were gonna drop anything you know, <laughs> like I said in passing at the hospital in the ED I'd see you when you drop off a patient I'd be like hey man how are things going I kept it really, I definitely talk kept about it really talk about it but you did great man let me tell you if you ask anybody if I was in your shoes man I would or in your boots 
if we are going to be <laughs> be correct about it. Uh, man, I would. I don't know how. I would have to like develop this discipline overnight. Because I know me, like as soon as I knew my book was out, done. I'm like putting it out. I'm letting people know because it's an exciting thing. It's a big. It's a big opportunity. It's a big deal. You know, and just to talk about this real quick with the book in your life, everything you've said and everything you've shared, and I'm sure there's so much more you can go into detail. And even with this oh, crunch time sure. that we have here on the for podcast, sure. there are things that you've highlighted. Mountains and valleys is one of my exclusive chapters. Uh, one of the exclusive chapters in my book, and I actually talk about the mountains and valleys and things that you've been through the things that you're going through right now as a fireman the things that you're doing as a son to help your parents out and you know just it's a humbling honor to have you here today with us like just chit-chatting and just talking about what's the next step um <clears throat> i want to ask you Adler, what's what's something you're doing and you're a nurse you're you've been traveling now for what a little bit over a year yeah what is next in store for you i know you've been thinking about different avenues maybe or some things that you're trying to do what is it something that you're trying to do on um, what's next step well I, I mean like it's you know it's not putting out a book or being on TV or anything like that <laughs> but um, yeah I think for the next like 75 to 90 days um, my biggest thing is uh, um, uh, there's I guess um, I have I use a recruiter normally whenever I find like assignments and so my recruiter and I, you know, we, I'm pretty friendly, so we, we chit-chat, you know, um, in crossing. And so she had, she had brought up something, um, put on my radar. She was like, hey, have you ever tried the 70, 75 hard challenge? And so, you know, I was like, you know, what is that? And she was like, there's a whole thing on TikTok and stuff like that. There's rules and regulations. And so she sends me this link and I check it out. And I'm like, wow, this seems like something that I... I must do. I, I have to do this because, you know, I'm going to be uh, 31 uh, in October. And um, so I, I figured this would be something that I should do in order, well, not in order, but before I turn 31. Mm. So um, the challenge, which <clears throat> I'm going to you know, present it to uh, 24 hours in a day, I'm, we're going to start next Monday because next Monday is going to be my first day in uh, Illinois, my next assignment. And um, basically, for 75 days, no sweets, no alcohol. Um, you have to read 10 pages of a book every day. Wow. Um, you have to do two different 90-minute workouts, like five or six days a week. And then you have to follow some sort of a diet. Now, it doesn't matter, like, if it, it doesn't have to be, like, paleo or keto or, you know, vegan or anything, but as long as you follow some sort of system, that's the main, most important thing. Mm. And so, I'm planning on doing that, and it's not necessarily a physically, physical fitness thing, but more so a mental thing. Yeah. Uh, a mental reset, to, just to kind of, um, you know, get yourself in this state of clarity. Mm. And, uh, I... I, that's something that's just kind of been on my my heart and I think I'm going to start kind of rolling it out and then uh, extend the challenge to um, 24 hours a day that's my Instagram page and if you want to join me uh, feel free to join in and um, we can you know push each other to the max so I think that's awesome man that's a that's definitely a challenge <laughs> yeah um, <clears throat> 75 days straight that is that, that is <laughs> Wow, I uh, 
It means no drinks for me in New York. <laughs> yeah, no. I, 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 I mean, seriously, I'm going, I'm going to New York in the next like 50 days. 50, I know. I think 58 wow. days. Oh, you're doing it too, fam? Yeah, he nominated me a little bit ago. Nice, I'm like, man. Nice. And I and I, it's I'm, crazy. I'm recruiting. It's, I'm recruiting. You know, if, if you feel. Uh, <laughs> it's like almost like the best. This is like, this is being the best one second. And now we're back from the commercial. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, man, I, I wish you guys the best of luck on that challenge, man. That's awesome. But I, you know, I'm going to pick it back on what you said, Adler. Um, you said it wasn't more, it was more mental than it was physical is, mm-hmm. is what that is. Yeah. I, I can agree 100%, man. I think that I think that mental health, man, and your mentality is just as important, is just as um, as useful as physical strength. Um, kind of like I said earlier, um, if you if you don't think you can do something, if you mentally don't believe you can do something, and you're physically capable, you won't do it. You could be physically capable of doing something, but if you don't believe you can do it, then you won't do it. Mm. So I think that your mentality and your mindset um, and and perspective on things is just as important as your physicality and physically being able to accomplish things as well. I think there's a quote that I've, I've actually, I might botch it up, but I've, I've heard this quote. It's um, whether or not you think you can or you think you can't, you're usually right. You're usually right, yep. And, you know, that's it just comes down to, like, the mindset. And, you know, my biggest thing is is this, right? You know, you, you've been blessed with a gift um, to sing and mm-hmm. to be able to touch it or impact those around you. That's your gifting. That's your spiritual mm-hmm. gifting. That's your gift that you've been given on this side of you know, the planet, this side of the world. And your job, especially once you've now identified it, your job is now to showcase it to the world, and whatever shape, shape or form you you must do it, whether it be you know leading through worship or coming out with your own EP or mm-hmm. you know going back and just being a permanent spot for your, for the opera. Either way, it's your job now to you've identified your gift, and now it's your job to showcase it. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with you, Finn. Finn, um, you just came out with a book, and um, the. Finally, it's fantastic. Yes. It's available for um, order. Um, where can they go? What's, that? What's the website? So currently, uh, a lot of people have been sending me messages and asking me where, so I'll announce this. It's in five countries. Uh, it's actually our most popular countries for the podcast. And if you go to my website at finfoster.com, F-I-N-N-F-O-S-T-E-R.com, if you go to the shop option, you can actually per- or pre-order the book. And then I've been working very hard, very diligently, actually, with Amazon and Barnes and Noble to get it available by August twentieth. Uh, so that will be the worldwide event that we'll be doing. We'll be hosting nice. a possible live yeah. Instagram just to kind of. This is worldwide now. It's going to be available for people all around the world. Um, so if you're in Canada, the United States, obviously the UK, Japan, and Australia, those are yeah. our top five countries. They're able to get that book right now. Awesome. So, and I've been getting a lot of support. I mean, that's kind of like one of the biggest things for me is just knowing that I've poured out a lot of, of my emotions and a lot of my mentality, like my mindset. And, you know, mental health is a thing that we encounter with people all day long and we all experience it. We all struggle with it to a certain degree. And I'll be honest, like when I wrote this book, I found a lot of self-healing and a lot of self-forgiveness during that process. So just well, the process. And, and, and that's seeing that right there is the best and beautiful part is... You've now identified your gift, 
and now you've showcased it for the world to be able to not only just experience and mm. know who you are, but you're also able to impact people in a way that, you know, I'm sure that if you didn't actually put out a book, you would not be able to impact. You, you're not going to be able to touch as many people versus now you have this book. Now it's, uh, it, it's, it's not contingent on your words that you're speaking. Mm-hmm. It's contingent on uh, making accessibility for other people to experience it. You know, you, with your background, with your um, being adopted and moving over to the United States and kind of, you know, taking in uh, all that it had to offer. So that's your gift and you're presenting and you're showcasing. That's it awesome, man. Literally and figuratively, man. You cannot keep your story to yourself. You got to share it. And that's exactly what Finn did. Literally sharing his story in an actual book. Yes. So, I mean, my hat's off to you, man. I'm, I'm proud of you, and I'm, I'm 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 excited to see what what what's next. Yeah. Yes. So now the you. question comes down to what's next for you now. What's next? You know, um, that's a big. It's a loaded question, but with a with a simple answer, I already have. It's like when you start something, working out. We talked about this. Yep. You doing what you do as an inspirational speaker, motivational speaker. What you do, Myas, it's addictive. It's addicting, oh, yeah. right? When you are passionate about something, you're addicted. You are going to go out and do everything you can to keep on pushing, which is why with whatever it is that you're supposed to do, whatever you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. not what you want to do, but what you're yeah. supposed to do. Because sometimes the things that you want to do isn't the things is that, that are for you. Correct. True. So, you know, Lionel Richie said to get back on this show. It's not because he's suggesting it. He's not asking you to do it. He wants you to do it because he... That's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And just like you, you know, Adler, you, you talk about 24 hours in a day. You're supposed to be coaching people, right? Yeah, That's what you yeah. do. You coach yeah. people physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. The what's next for me is the addiction that I have right now, which is I'm already thinking about another book. Mm. You know, whether it's writing from the, the medical perspective, talking as an, being an EMT, transitioning to become a nurse. And one of the questions that I had, you know, I was featured in the Apopka Chief, and one of the questions that I had in the interview was, you know, how are you associating um, your work, your job, your, your occupation with what you're doing on the outside? And I said, honestly, I have no answer besides God is in control of the situation. So whatever it is next that God has for me, whether it's writing another book, yep. whether it's going out and traveling the world, in ideally, the way I look at the podcast, what we're doing with this podcast, that's also what is on the what's next list. What we're doing here right now with 4,000 viewers, top 5% in the podcast genre, whatever you want to call it, the top 5% out of 42 million, 40 countries, 35 states. I throw those statistics to let you know that in a year, how much we were able to do. What is next for this podcast? That's brilliant. So as an author, consistency, it's weird saying that, but as an author, yeah. consistency, it's funny you say, con- oh, oh, Jeremiah's about to drop us with a nugget. Consistency. About to drop us man. with a nugget. Yeah, I was just literally, you said consistency and I was literally looking at this quote on my phone. It was, it's from the, uh, the great Denzel Washington. Ooh, I love him. And it says, without commitment, you'll never start. But more importantly, without consistency, you'll never finish. Mm. <laughs> that was for, I think that was the, the graduation. That was a graduation. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I've actually heard that one. That's um, one, of, one of my favorite Denzel Washington mm-hmm. quotes. Um, you know, and that's, what's next is just continuous growth and a continuous thirst for knowledge and to just genuinely be a better individual than how we were the day before and the day before that and the day before that so you know like you guys have gifts and it's it's our job to showcase it and to you know benefit the world you know we're robbing the world of 
you know, quite possibly being, you know, changed completely, revolutionized because of, you know, your, your giftings. I, I agree 100%. I, uh, when I came back to Apopka, um, the amount of love and just, I mean, appreciation and respect that people have given me coming back was absolutely insane. I mean, I, I couldn't go anywhere without somebody, you know, thanking me or, 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 or giving me a nod or giving me a handshake. And those little gestures went a long way. Um, the, the amount, just the amount of people that I touched because I went out and told my story. And that's why I think I was on American Idol. Not necessarily to be the next big thing or the next star or anything like that, but to tell my story. And me being vulnerable, I say it all the time, vulnerability creates possibility. Oh, man, you're hitting and, stuff on this book, and I, man. And I think that me yes. being vulnerable, seriously, I think that me being vulnerable created the possibility for other people to, 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 to go follow their dreams just, and to go just, do the things that they want Just think of it like this, man. What if you continue to lie about your background? Like, Man, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think about it. Like, like if that you were like literally like one alternative story from not you know being able to impact other mm -hmm. people the way that you have been yeah. able to do so. Dude, so that's huge, man. When I got back to Apopka, this was one of the most touch. I mean, I, I even cried. I made a post about it. When I got back to Apopka, obviously you know you audition for American Idol. You you, you know you uh, you're, you're trying to get a golden ticket. So I, I didn't come home with one. But before, you know, previously in the conversation, I said I had one. Well, this bus, this this school of special needs kids, were chartered over to my firehouse, and I wasn't there. I was on a different shift, but I worked the next day. So the crews that were there, they talked to uh, to them and talked to the teachers and stuff like that, and said, you know, he's not here, um, but he'll be back tomorrow. They rechartered these kids. <laughs> these special needs kids and adults back to my station the next day. And they were like a couple of like towns over. I think it was like a 45 minute drive. Nice. They chartered these, these, these kids and adults to my station just to meet me because they saw, you know, they saw me on American Idol. And one of the, one of the, one of the kids, they go, they said, you know, I saw you on TV and you know, that makes, you inspired me. That makes me want to be a firefighter now. And, and it's just little stuff like that. And they also, they brought me a golden ticket. They all, they all made a golden ticket, and I actually have nice. it in a, I have it in a casing in my room. They brought me a golden ticket that they put American Idol on. They designed it, and on the back, they all wrote their names and their initials and stuff like that. They signed it. That's cool. And man. so, it's stuff like that, and getting mail and letters from people all across the world, which I've seen and I've read, and I thank you guys for it. But um. All, all from telling my story. So that's why I'm so big now on, you know, not keeping it to myself, but telling people your story because you never know who it's going to touch and you never know who you're going to um, impact on doing something. Well, and there's, a, there's definitely a difference between, like, um, being, you know, it, accepting where you came from and realizing that's not your destination. That's mm -hmm. just a launch point. That's the yeah. starting point of where you were at. And you know that story is going to impact those around you to have that desire to do better. And who knows? Like you may not be the only college graduate or mm -hmm. high school GED graduate after this. Yep. Because now they're like, hey, we want to be more like you know, more like you. One of the, one of the lieutenants at the fire department when I first started volunteering and I was uh, actually living at the fire department because I was homeless at the time. I was pretending to volunteer and I would leave 
um, and then come back before the new shift came on, um, as if I was coming for a new shift. One of the lieutenants, uh, his name is R.L. Kalina. He actually he moved uh, different departments. He's a chief in, a, in another department down south. Congratulations, by the way, chief. And um, he told me back when I was volunteering, he said, "My, he's like, being born poor isn't your fault. You can't create or, 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 you know, or manipulate the situation that you were born into. But he said, dying poor is. Mm, mm, he said, dying poor is your fault. That is, that's true. And so I took that to heart. And five years later, I still remember that quote. And I still remember, you know, where we were when he told me that. And I took those 24 hours that I had in the day. Optimized it. And I optimized it and I made the best out of it. So. That's huge, man. Thank you, Chief. I want to, I want to, I want to uh, just piggyback on you, Myas, and the fact that you, you pointed out vulnerability. And I think if there's anything in this entire journey of writing a book and being somebody who used to do the same thing you said, mentioned earlier, like you lied. I used to lie to girls about, I had a Facebook. I would lie about, you know, going home. Or, I know. Girls would ask me about a number. Now, those are little basic, basic things, but I... I hurt people when I was young, and it was because I was afraid. I was I was I was hurt. I had a lot of my own issues I was dealing with. I was very rejective because I felt rejected. Mm. It took a lot to figure out how to write about something like that. How do you talk about how you put your mother through so much abuse and so many different levels? How do you go about talking about that? And now, here I am working in an emergency room, in school to become a nurse, mm. podcasting, and like you. You, you have a passion to speak to people and inspire people. That's that's something that I enjoy too. And it's not because I just want to just talk. I mean, I, I talk, but it's not that I want to just talk. I want to be as vulnerable and as open as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. And there's a quote that I posted a couple of months ago. Actually, this is back in February on in my Instagram. And I said, you know, vulnerability has never been about winning or losing for me. It's about having faith and fortitude to show up and to be seen when the outcome is unknown. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what this book's going to do. I have no idea what people are going to get from it. I don't know what my audience is. I, I have an audience in mind, but there are people out there that have been raped, that have been abused, that have been neglected, that have, that were, you know, born into it, you know, in a family that of nine that have, <clears throat> I mean, you're, you're poor, you know? And I mean, like you said, you can't manipulate the situation, but at the same time, what you do have is faith, you do have fortitude, and you mm -hmm. push through. And you keep on with that thorn, like mm -hmm. Lionel uh, Richie said, that thorn. We have to keep on pushing, man. That's, that's like, <clears throat> Adler pushed me. He's one of many that pushed me. There's about, I say many, but there was three people. And Adler was the main guy that kept saying, how's your book coming along? Mm. Where's your book? Where's your book? Where's your book? And they kept asking me that. And I said, bro, you know, people keep telling me that I can't get it done because it's, so you keep listening to the wrong people. You're listening to all voices. That's right. And learn to, 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 to scope out which voices you're listening to. And he says, you need to get this book done. So show this me, year, show me your friends. I'll sh I show you your future. Correct. So I can connect with you on that. I can relate to you. And I know it's tough to come back from knowing that you were living a life that isn't necessarily the life that you were given to live. I mean, this is when I say that I'm talking about the, my dad used to say, this says, uh, it's a full-time job already being you. Why are you trying to do another full-time job by being somebody you're not? That's right. That's really, I kept living my life mm. trying to be somebody I wasn't. And that's a, that's rough. And to be able to let go of that, that is, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of people in your life to see that in you, 
and a lot of grit and want to put it into a book for others to read. No, yeah. and, and that that's exactly what we um, that's what that's what we need in this day and age. To be honest with you, um, you know, as as we um, cl- close out for um, the episode and everything, um, a lot of times that I I whether it be you know from you know people what people have told you or and I'm sure you've probably heard this before. You know, people will often deter you from pursuing your own goals, mm-hmm. oftentimes because they don't believe that themselves, mm-hmm. they themselves can do what you're planning or attempting to do. That's what he said. Physically, they're physically able, but they're mentally have told themselves that yeah. they can't do it. Exactly. And, 100%. And so, like, I guess the, the, the biggest things for, um, you know, the biggest thing for me is just thinking about it like this. In the graveyards... Graveyards, that's a sea of unachieved, broken dreams. Mm-hmm. People that just never took a chance. People that never, you know, were given the opportunity. Who didn't optimize the twenty-four hours. People that just, you know, unfortunately, time ran out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, I urge every single one of the viewers, and I urge you and you and just every everyone that's listening is, you have an opportunity to impact those around you. Yes, you Take do. your shot. Don't be afraid of doing it. Oh, well, I'm afraid of failure. Well, failure is part of the process. You learn, you adapt, and you rebuild. You learn, you adapt, and rebuild. And that's, the, the, that's going to be the uh, formula every single time. You fail, you learn, you adapt, you 100%. Don't, and don't allow people to cast their insecurities on you. No. Because people, you know, if, if, you, tell, if you tell someone your dream, you know, and they don't believe that they can do it, you know, they probably won't believe that you can do it either. You know, and and they'll cast that on you. So don't allow people to pass. You know, cast their insecurities on you. I don't want to. I don't want to die, knowing that there was something that I could have possibly done mm-hmm. um, that I didn't try. Yep. So I want to do any and everything that I can. You know, you know, motivational speaking. I want to try that. You know, uh, you know, singing. I want to try that. American Idol. I want to try that. Um, you know. You know, whatever it is, I want to try it because I do not want to live life, you know, thinking back, man, you know, if I would have done that, would I have, would I have made it or would I have, you know, for, like American Idol, for example, um, like Finn, you were saying that Adler was, you know, was asking about you, you know, like, you know, how's your book going? How's your book going? You know, what's the status on your book? That's kind of how a couple friends were with me in American Idol. Um, you know, I sang around the fire department and the lieutenant who I brought with me, Maynard, um, he would uh, he would urge me, hey man, listen, American Idol, the, you know they, uh, the, you know the um, auditioning is opening. Are you gonna do it? You know <laughs> what's the process? You know how, where are you on that? This and that. So he urged me just like Adler urged you, and so you know, um, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Is a quote that Dan Pina says all the time. Um, keep keep like-minded people around you, Absolutely. people who have goals and ambitions, um, because if you look at your friends, you'll see your future as well. If your friends are uh, are eager, are determined, uh, have consistency, um, and just grit, then you'll follow suit. So, the five people you spend the most time with have the biggest impact on you. So, watch who you spend your time with. I think Floyd Money Mayweather also had a quote, which I, I think is it's one of my favorites uh, from him, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in a room, uh, there's five millionaires in a room. So if you associate yourself long enough with those five millionaires, you'll become the six. 
and that's something that iron sharpens iron mm -hmm. and that's 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 huge especially when you're on a long journey the only thing i'm gonna close out with and challenge you on is you said i'm gonna you know try singing i'm gonna try this i'm gonna try that i'm gonna just switch up the vernacular just a little bit is you've done it you're gonna do it and continue to do it yeah right. yes. it's no longer trying it's yeah. you know i'm going to I'm do doing it. it yeah i'm, I'm doing do it, it. And so that those those are the things that like you know like you've done very well for yourself and you've been super successful. Props to you, congratulations! And I, I can't wait to you know you know one day read the biography that is Mice, and um, you know that's gonna be fantastic just to kind of you know get like how it started, how it's going, mm -hmm. and how it ended. You know, and the same thing for you, Finn, and for every single one of our viewers or listeners out there. Um, we appreciate you. We love you. We thank you so much for tuning in every single week and uh, allowing us to do what we do or what we feel inspired to do. And we appreciate it. We love you guys.